gen- gentle intro. <laughs> that's that's us. So gentle, so intro. <laughs> Such intro. Uh, Keeping it fifty one fifty episode thirty five. Yeah. Massive pause. <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic pause for effect. Um, yeah. yeah. This is it. It's another horrible week. Um, <laughs> evergreen. You could say that at any point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, behind the curtain. Uh, catching up on some editing some and getting getting new uh, pods out, as I'm sure you've noticed. It's funny yeah. how the intros to those... Our general vagueness about about why things are terrible makes it so yeah. it's just like oh it's really bad and I was <laughs> like did we record this yesterday like what's going on but yeah there was some um, there was a lot a lot going on this there remains a lot going on uh, this is interesting slightly well, I mean interesting but um, you're gonna hear this episode because it's episode thirty five um, uh, we're recording this. Uh, after we recorded a bunch of the other episodes, because after a bit we realized we didn't have an episode thirty-five. So yes, uh, so it's com- it's coming up on Halloween right now, mm-hmm. uh, and in previous episodes it's the dead of summer. <laughs> so uh, we- we're yeah, sorry, subsequent episodes that you'll hear it is the hottest day of the year and things like that. So strap in for you know some time travel action. <laughs> yeah, it's it's evergreen like as those, those intros are evergreen until we mentioned yeah. that like things like oh we're only halfway through this year <laughs> it's like all right like I, yeah i guess i guess there's a lag um yeah yeah <laughs> so uh are you doing it I've, since this is i mean it's going to come out after halloween but are you doing anything for halloween do you have any no. Halloween plans uh normally for halloween uh at, at, at shade divine uh we hand out um Little, little, you know, little miniature Snickers bars, little miniature Mars bars to to the children, and then we find the adults that are with the children and hand them miniature bottles of uh, of liquor. That's incredible. That that is that is, I think, how you should do Halloween, like slightly drunk, full of sugar. <laughs> exactly. I think that's a great call. Uh, more people should definitely do that. Not doing that this year because I don't know if you've noticed, Paul. Uh, in this part of Seattle, maybe not where you are, but there's a pandemic, so we're not <laughs> we're not participating this year. Have you thought about floating the candy and hand sanitizer, and then um, maybe using a t-shirt gun or something to shoot it at the kids? Have you walked around the neighborhood and seen like those slides? There are little like I guess there are slides that go all the way from the front door to the gate where people are presumably going to slice miniature bounty bars or whatever. Oh, so that is not going to work. Hungry children. No, no. It's if if your delivery method is like a Rube Goldberg <laughs> contraption. I don't know. Rethink that maybe. <laughs> like I don't. I don't think that's the move. Um, I'm, I'm still gonna buy fifty dollars worth of uh, miniature candies and miniature sure. alcohols <laughs> just <laughs> myself. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Um, see, you. I I never want to do like I like never want to do Halloween. Like I remember when I had a house. Like when I rented a house with other people. Um, one year I was home before going to a Halloween party and I'd ordered a pizza and I was trying to like watch I think a Sonics game and eat pizza and people kept going to the door so my solution was to turn off all the lights and then just <laughs> eat pizza in the dark watching the game <laughs> because I didn't want to like deal with the, I didn't want to deal with any sort of trick-or-treaters or anything that like that. That actually sounds kind of fun. It, <laughs> I mean, it's definitely... It prepared me for the pandemic of just sitting in a dark room feeling sad, I guess. So that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, no plans. We've 
We haven't even really been watching horror movies that that much. Normally, we would try to squeeze some in. I I might watch Get Out again on on Halloween. I haven't seen it for a long time, and it's you know I remember it being very very good and wanting to watch it again. So and then you can that, listen. That might you can listen to the podcast we did about it. <laughs> See if we're right. See if it holds up. <laughs> we are all right, every point wrong. Um, uh, yeah, we've been watching uh the Vow on um HBO the the show. The docu drama or documentary wow. limited series what, about what's it about? Uh, the sex cult, the the oh. Nexum. Um, it's like on the surface, it's this thing that seemed like a real Kmart Scientology, but turned <laughs> out to be also be a weird sex cult. Um, oh. that entrapped some like real C level actors, like some on some like Smallville, Battlestar Galactica kind of shit. Oh wow! Is that where Dean Kane's been? <laughs> Dean Kane, as of yet, not made an appearance. Um, so uh, yeah, we've been watching that. That's kind. Of, I guess that's kind of. Is it good? Is it it like, is good. So you've been watching it. But, you know, we will watch literally anything in order for there to be something happening. Yeah, I, I took time away from the paint drying channel that just shows a wall <laughs> slowly, <laughs> slowly drying to uh, yeah watch the thing about the sex cult. Um, it, yeah, it's good. I mean, it is wild because you're like why why did anyone fall for any of this and then as it gets more and more like extreme like with the information you're getting about what was going on Hmm. yeah it's just kind of like holy shit like why didn't everyone just leave like it's just wild that people (laughs) just were like yeah this is cool this is fine everything's fine about this so i guess a good metaphor for america i don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, why don't anyone leave? Because we're actually not allowed to leave. <laughs> all of the, all the other countries are like, no, not not from there. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah, I would. I yeah. I guess I, I'd recommend it. It's it's good. It's all good. available right now if you have the ability to watch HBO shit. So check it. Um, we're rewatching Fargo season two, which is the one with the spaceships oh, that's the best and one. the seventies cars. The best one, you think? Yes. I, I'm really enjoying it because I, I first first time around, I was like, I didn't straight up didn't really like it, but I knew there's something there. And watching it again, it's very good. The first season is still still the one that won my heart though. The first one's fucking amazing. Um, but I do like all this. The second one looks better and has real cool '70s cars. Mm-hmm. So I like. Uh, yeah, I've seen three out of the four seasons because I know there's a season going on right now. And of those, I really like the first season. I think the second season is my favorite. The third season is quite good, though. I know people shit like really Ooh. shitting on it because of double Ewan McGregor. Probably anytime oh, there's yeah, like yeah. one actor playing twins, people don't like it. But no, I mean, ideally, you get Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger to cover both roles. But yes. um, the 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 gal that plays the main cop in it, who's clearly doing the the main gal yeah. in Fargo's role, uh, uh, the the woman who ends up marrying one of the one of the people that made Fargo. I'm really bad with names. And <laughs> this is <laughs> anyway, great. We should we should do a podcast where we talk about complicated shit, like really, like like go either go through history <laughs> and just <laughs> and just never mention anyone's name. Just be like, <laughs> you know, the guy from the thing, the one, he, so the he, one king, uh, his <laughs> his son, the prince, or whatever, you know, and just really be vague about the whole thing and see see how far <laughs> Does, we can doesn't get. He, be, he becomes the king, but that's later. <laughs> Uh, the w- anyway, yeah, the, the gal in that who plays the Frances McDormand role, but the TV version of that, I yeah. really like her. She's in a lot of things. 
uh, and I, I think she's she stands out as being very very good in that show. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember the, the plot of the third one being particularly engaging. And the fourth one, I guess, we're saving for Christmas. Like that's just yeah. that's just available somewhere, and we'll 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 crack that that open when it when there's only like two minutes of daylight. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So um, that's cool. Yeah, I'm look. I'm, I remember all the Fargo's being good. That seems yeah. like a thing. That I've, I've done a bunch of rewatches since this whole thing started. I've I rewatched The Wire. Oh, um, that's a big deal. I rewatched Deadwood. Um, so, okay. so that's pretty good. Um, so I don't know. You, yeah, you've been doing the classics. Yeah, I've been full. I've been full classicing. Um, along with just anything that drops. Like I just fi- I finished season two of The Boys like a hot minute ago and stuff like that. Mm, Love TV okay. watching. You know how it is. Yeah, I've. I think we watched the first one of season two. Not followed it up yet, but now it's all available. I might just get into it and try to try to go through it in a weekend yeah we we waited until it was like all available because it's just like i'm not trying to watch shit week to week <laughs> like yeah. i don't have the i don't have the, the space in my life at this point to be like following multiple shows week to week so yeah i think i make the exception for certain hbo shows like um did you ever see succession i tried to watch it and i couldn't i couldn't do it a lot of people seem to have a, a, a problem with it especially because of um some people are like, oh, good, a story about how rich white people are fucking everybody over and they're the heroes, I guess. Um, but, which, fair. <laughs> uh, but there's a little bit more to it than that. And I, I ended up really liking it. I especially liked, um, is it Kieran Culkin? Yeah. It's one of the Culkins. He's, he's fantastic. He's, doing, he's, he's such a good scumbag. Yeah, he's doing like, he, cause he was in uh, Scott Pilgrim playing he was, a very yes. similar <laughs> character. And it's like, since I think he did that... It, People are just like he's in. Get... He's in Fargo too, playing a really similar character. He just he rules at that character. Yeah, no, he crushes. So it's like, yeah, let's <laughs> do that. Um, yeah, I just um, I think, and it might have been when I tried to watch it. I started watching the first season, and it's just, you know, it. There's a lot of like, not super smart characters, and then the show's just like really mean to them. And at the time, I just was like, I can't like handle watching this guy fuck up and then everyone make fun of him and then like machinations of other people who didn't fuck up and get made fun of there are two real dumb guys in it uh and they kind of buddy up and one of them kind of still shits on the other one like he still enforces the pecking order (laughs) it's 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 a kind of a fun watch in that respect like it's it's horrible but uh yeah and i think it's actually done pretty well the story's kind of compelling and I don't know. I, I just kept watching it. It was, it was totally. I think. I think. And I've been. I've, I was told through other podcasts and whatnot that um, it gets the first season gets better as it gets going. And it, I may not have given it enough rope. Like I, I think I watched two episodes or three episodes, and I was like, uh, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can hang with this. And I think it probably yeah. gets better after like. Four I, times. I can't remember. Maybe maybe that's that's correct. We were also we were kind of starved for entertainment at the time, so we we just kept watching it and it did get good but it is hard to recommend people no okay the first eight episodes are not very good but halfway through episode nine the show really fucking picks up right. so just spend those eight hours like, just you know watch it half watch it be on twitter complaining about things and then you know strap in for oh look at the character doing that thing that i didn't expect him to do totally <laughs> Thank you.
5150 fans, you like to be proved right, right? Who doesn't love the sweet sensation of having that thing they just said be backed up with, well, let's call it evidence? But whomst among you has the time to educate yourself on things, separate the fact from the non-fact, and repeat only the things you know to be true? I'm a go, none of you. Enter metamendacious.com. What it do, it wins arguments is what it do. It works like this. For $75 a month, Metamendacious scans your social media profiles to figure out exactly the kind of ill-informed idiot bullshit you believe and, when queried, returns the comfortingly wrong answers. Next time you're arguing with your friends, just pull out your phone and ask Metamendacious, which band did Teenage Dirtbag? It was Weezer. How does MASH end? Hawkeye says sorry, the bar is closed. Enter the code 5150 and you'll get a free month of our premium service, which includes deep faked videos, so you can show your friends the episode of Family Ties where they finally untie the family and they emerge blinking from the basement. Metamendacious.com. Frontline soldiers in the war against truth. And we're back. I didn't put a lot on it, but people know. That's okay. They'll know. <laughs> okay, so they're worried. We should do a podcast where we do the ad and just never come back and just have an hour of dead space after it. I think people would appreciate that. <laughs> They'll be waiting. They'll just be waiting for me to say we're back and we'll just never get there. But how how are they going to rank this list of numbers? <laughs> Uh, we'll, just, we'll hold it at zero, and this, they'll have to <laughs> have to appreciate that. Everyone comes dead last. Fuck you all. <laughs> I hate music. So, what we want to talk about th- th- this this time around is uh, the ten worst metal guitar tones. Uh, this is according to um, who was that guy's name? Fluff. Fluff from from Riffs, Beards, and Gear. Yes, I want to I want to get that right. Um, who does a fantastic YouTube channel where he very enthusiastically talks about um, music, recording it, uh, stuff that he likes. Uh, he's, a, he's a guitar recording focused kind kind of guy. Is that is that more or less accurate? Yeah, I think I think he has a and he's and he's got a band who goes on tour periodically. Oh yeah, he's had a couple of bands for the life life of the channel. I think Dragged Under is his current band. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, it seems like he's, yeah, a lot of, a lot of talk about gear. He does a lot of, like a lot of, uh, content creators. He does a lot of stunty kind of stuff. Like, uh, yeah. like ordering the cheapest music pe- piece of music gear off of like wish.com. And then just be like, let's, let's look at this $20 amp and see what this is like. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, super entertaining channel. And one of the things that he, he did, I think he asked his readers, or readers, yeah, he asked his readers, the people that, you know, read his YouTube channel, to uh, write in on, on pieces of parchment uh, what the uh, worst um, guitar tones are on um, on metal albums, specifically, like, which which album has the worst guitar tone? Like, that was, that was I, I guess that was the question. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and they responded with, and they, he put, a, put up the top 10, and our plan is to go through that. And argue with him <laughs> to, to like a year and a half after the game. That's out. what I was gonna. Not, I, I had to look not, this up. Not that he'll hear this, so you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll and yeah, we should totally tag uh, Fluff in this, so uh, he can he can tell that we've really, I guess, started at the beginning of his YouTube channel and worked up to <laughs> January second, two thousand nineteen, <laughs> to, to talk about uh, yeah this this particular post. Um, 
In his defense, he also did a best uh, metal guitar. He followed it up. He did. But we're not going to talk I, I, about I wa- that because... No, I, I did watch that. It might get referenced just in, in terms of like how to explain stuff that's on this list. But um, I'd say before we even go into this, um, what, do you, what, do you, what are some records that you think do have a good, good guitar tone on them? Is there any records that stand out of being like, yeah, it, the guitar tone on that makes it sound good? Or is it more complicated um, than that? It can be more complicated than that, and we'll we'll talk about that when I think when we talk about the list that, yeah, um, the the readers or the watchers of fluff um, and that that uh, channel compiled. Um, it could be more complicated, but I mean certainly, I think there's some Hall of Fame albums that everyone kind of agrees sound the guitars sound rad, like Master of Puppets. The guitars on Master of Puppets sound amazing, and it it's like you that's kind of what you want out of metal guitars. Like it chugs and it's heavy, and it, it sounds rad. Um, yep. I think, you know, Mastodon like Crack the Sky or, yeah. or Emperor of Sand have they have really good like that kind of British. It's not as distorted as you think it is, but it just sounds like really heavy and crunchy, but it's really articulated for all the crazy stuff they play. It's like those are really yeah. good sounding guitars. That, the guitars that, that orange orange amps kind of stuff. That's, yeah, crank, that does crank JCM 800s and oranges and yeah. stuff like that. You know? um, the, a band that came up, um, we, we were talking about them last week, but this will be many, many months in the future for you people. Um, Meshuggah, even though I don't particularly care for Meshuggah, that that's a that's a good articulated guitar sound. It, it, like you can you can hear the complicated riffs that they play. I think that that works really well for them. Um, totally. Uh, the Black Album by Metallica, I think, is uh, that a, a slight, it's a different sound uh, than Master of Puppets, but it it works really well, and you can you can hear the bass coming through as well. Uh, the, the guitars just sound huge. And definitely, Metallica is going to come up again in this podcast because <laughs> it's funny that you they have two albums that like yeah, I would say like. The Black Album and Master of Puppets. I prefer Master of Puppets, but like, sure, they sound awesome. And then they have many albums that sound bad. It's so weird that one band can run the gamut between like terrible <laughs> guitar tones and awesome guitar tones, like in the same discography. It's just and not seemingly not because of time or budget, just right. like creative choices. Like I don't know how they arrived at it. Well, again, this is. This is previewing ahead. This is calling forward to some stuff we'll talk about later. Um, yeah. Well, let's, let's get into the list then. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we can also talk about good sounds as, as, as we do this yeah. as well, because it could be. A... <laughs> let's, let's see where this takes us. Okay. Uh, so at number ten, the uh, uh, we got uh, October Rust by Type O Negative. Okay. What do you think? I don't agree with this, and here's why. Um, like. Yeah, this one was like I, I kind of don't agree with this placement on the list because I think for me, there's so much going on. Like they call out a specific typo song, but October Rust in general, there's so yeah. much going on in those songs. There's like really kind of like distorted bass. There's drums. There's like a lot of keyboard stuff. The guitars have to sit in the mix in a certain way. Like they, it's right. so. And I think the guitars, as they sound, sit in the mix really well with those vocals. Like, it was only, like, when they pointed out it was bad, I had to, like, really focus on what the guitars sounded like. And I was like, I guess on its own, that's probably wouldn't be a good guitar sound. But in the song, I actually think they work really well. Like, so I thought it was kind of, like, I wouldn't have 
pointed that out as like a bad guitar tone compared to some of the things that are later on the list where you just listen to yeah. it and it's objectively like just does sound bad. I, I made I made similar notes. Uh, like uh, Fluff said, it sounded like a, 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 a he made a comment about metal zones. It's like it doesn't really sound like a metal zone kind of kind of thing to me. It just you can't hear the guitar uh, generally in in the song. I can't remember which song it was, that, that, but you generally can't hear the guitar in most of the song. But uh, it's because the bass has got a bunch of distortion on it, so it's pushing the guitar out. Like it's it's occupying those sounds and the synthesizers and keyboards going on. So so all of that is is not leaving any room for the guitar. Um, how you how you can get around with the you know a distorted riffing guitar? How you can get around that, and how they do get around that in a couple of songs uh, is to, if the if the if you put a clean guitar over it, uh, like a shimmering chorusy Smiths guitar, and I think they do that on "Be My Druidess." You can kind of it comes out a little bit more, Goddamn. Uh, and it's like. Yeah, it, that, it sounds fucking great. Yeah, oh yeah. There's some great songs on that record. It is a good record. Um, but, and then, yeah, you, you can hear it come out in the solos. I, I like how this record sounds, so I, I wouldn't have uh, yeah. I wouldn't have called it out as being bad guitar sound. It's more like, oh, I don't like the sound of the sax on this album. It's like, well, yeah, you can't fucking hear it, man. Like, most of the time it's not there. <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, I just think, I think one of the things that... Um, the list, and I should say that again, it's a crowdsourced list, and I think yeah, yeah, there, there's some really great things about the list, which, but in this specific case, I, I feel like it sort of doesn't take into account the way things have to sit in a mix and work within a mix, like and what is the priority. In typo, it's kind of, especially the song they picked out, it's it's the priority is kind of the vocals and the keyboard kind of stuff is what sits above sort of everything else. And the guitars are like back in the mix, you know, <laughs> like you yeah. kind of hear on the crunchy. They're doing that's their sound generally. Yeah. Like on, like even on like Christian woman and so on the first record. Mm. Yeah. You can, you can hear the guitars a little bit more on the first record, but it's the first record, the, the bloody kid, the breakthrough record. Yeah. Um, you, you can hear them a bit more, but it's, it's mainly Peter Steele's voice, distorted bass and spooky keyboards. So. Like, that's what they sound like. <laughs> So, yeah, so, I mean, while, again, it's sort of like, they might be weird, and what you're hearing might be a mix, kind of in the Motorhead tradition, a mix of bass and guitar kind of flowing together is kind of a piercing, yeah. like, bright, kind of fizzy thing. I had to, like, think about it. Like, I had to actually listen to the song and really try to focus on it to even have that come up. It just seems, I don't know, I think you could have put, you know, I don't know, It's it seems weird or it doesn't sort of recognize how production and mixes sometimes things have to sound compromised in order for everything else to work within it and we'll talk yeah. about that more probably as we go along all right so number nine uh god hates us all by slayer uh, yeah i mean does does this sound that much different than other slayer albums so i played a few of these songs sort of back to back and just try to get hold of this because slayer stuff generally like generally sounds kind of the same you, you don't hear a massive difference between most of the records uh i think when they made that um the the, the first of their new metal records that um the one before this diabolus diabolus in music ash i think sure it's <laughs> let's say it's that uh that's where they started like tuning down to c mm -hmm. uh and, and using seven string guitars and and, and it, it yeah it didn't sound as good as divine intervention which sounds fucking amazing yeah. Um, but it still sounded quite thick and slayery. And then, yeah, if you play this one, uh, God Hates Us All, and you single out just the guitar, it's a little bit thinner. Like it has, it has less 
bass body and, and heaviness mm -hmm. than the other stuff. But the whole record sounds that way. The drums don't have as much uh, the echoing hugeness mm -hmm. to them either. It, the whole record sounds a bit um, instead of instead of it being like thick, it's more sharp and like attacking. It doesn't sound weak or dumb or, or, yeah. or like like a, a badly produced record. I think they they were just going in a slightly different um, going for a slightly different sound. And I, I think it works. Like you can hear the riffs really well. I think it's yeah. I think I think, I think the it, thing I about think it sounds good to me. Yeah, the thing about Slayer, I think in general, is even when they started using seven string guitars or tuning way down, they still used you know like JCM eight hundreds and yeah, they didn't use the amps that like, um, you know they didn't use mazes and stuff where you that would like overload stuff with gain like. All, all right. their albums are pretty articulated because of you know that because it's like not as distorted as you think they are when you hear the whole <laughs> when you hear it all together it sounds like it's like oh they must have had must be turned up to eleven but it's like it's not like, actually no. yeah <laughs> it's it's like cleaner ish because you know it, that's the Marshalls that don't that's how those Marshalls sound um and so yeah this didn't sound again I didn't a b it versus South of Heaven to see like how different it sounded but. Sounded really Slayer-y to me. It's, I mean, yeah, uh, that's the main thing. As long as, as long as it still sounds like Slayer, then and yeah, if you if you literally AB them, you go, oh yeah, this record sounds thicker, heavier, or this record. If you put it through a spectrum analyzer, you probably see more, thicker bars in the in the lower frequencies. But I don't think people actually listen to music that way. <laughs> it's like this sounds good. I did read the Wikipedia page for it though, and it said it was recorded at Brian Adams Studio in in Vancouver, but. In order for Slayer to feel more comfortable there, they co they covered the walls with like red uh, red paint and skulls and porn. <laughs> it's like Slayer were thirty six years old when they made this record. <laughs> what? I, uh... Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so so like uh, if if you don't, I don't care if it's true or not. I, I we're just pulling things off Wikipedia and going, yep, yeah, that. <laughs> That just che checks out. That fits the narrative. I, I, I love that um, a considerable portion of the bu recording budget was like, can we paint your studio and put up like, skulls and porn? And then, I guess, pay to have you repaint it and <laughs> take away the skulls and porn. And, and, and Brian Adams or whoever his representatives were were like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Fuck it, whatever you guys got to do to give us money. Let's go. <laughs> Extra 10 Gs. Redecorating <laughs> fee. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, number eight, and justice for all by Metallica, coming straight between Master of Puppets and the Black Album, and produced by the same guy that that produced um, uh, Ride the Lightning and the Master of Puppets. Yeah, um, not weird. not mixed yeah, by the same people. Clearly. Oh, is is, <laughs> is that the uh, <laughs> is that where, the, I, I, where I, it my, comes up? That's all I can figure. Um, yeah, this is a Hall of Fame bad sounding album, and I <laughs> well until Saint Anger came out. <laughs> Yo, Death Magnetic sounds really bad too. They have a lot of bad sounding yeah, albums. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was saying. Like, Kill 'Em All oh. sounds as a particular sound. Actually, Kill 'Em All and Ride the Lightning have particular sounds that I think are born out of not having money. Right. Yeah. It's also, I think because Killamall came out in '82, like, maybe or '83, they're also that was as good as it, as you could make that stuff sound. Yeah. Then it, the, all of that was being figured out, and up until what about 
1988, 89, that's when extreme metal was able to get sort of like a death were able to make an, an album that sounded how they wanted mm-hmm. it to, or a bitch were able to make an album that sounded cool. how, how they wanted it to. By then it was kind of figured out. But anything before that, if you're trying to play really heavy music, it's going to sound at best like Iron Maiden or or Motorhead, which is not that heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if you wanted to play fast, like people were just like, but the drums have to be like reverby and have like all yeah. the shit on it. It's like, oh, it shows this weird <laughs> mush. And it's like, so you can point at those albums. I think, um, you know, you can point at like Ride the Lightning and be like, oh, it's a little muddy or it's like whatever. It's like, I think they did the best they could. And then Master yeah, of Puppets absolutely. comes out and it like it sounds like super great. So clearly they had like cracked the code. So yeah. Injustice for All sounds the way it does because people wanted it to sound like that or a person or, you know, like. Now, it does sound different. So uh, I'm trying to trying to be slightly fair on it. Like, it, no, other records don't sound like this. Yes, there's a good reason other records don't sound like this because it sounds fucking terrible. But it is re- kind of refreshing when, when you first hear it. It's like, oh, wow, it's really sparse and, like, you can you can you can hear all the terrible riffs um because the main thing about fucking just roll is it's the record the, the fucking songs suck like they're, they're too long they're not they're just not very good and it's almost like yeah maybe we put a shitty production on this no one knows how bad the songs are maybe it's a double bluff kind of thing <laughs> yeah i mean certainly that's part of the problem is yeah. you know depending on your tolerance for interminably long songs <laughs> then like yeah it's it's got black and it's, it's got one two fairly long songs but it has a bunch yeah. of even longer songs that are like <laughs> shortest rough. yeah Hottest that are like sorrow. you know really write out an idea like have they have yeah. an idea and then they stretch it to eight minutes or whatever and you're like <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the songs aren't to my taste and then and then for some reason the the shrill like the scooped shrill guitars the complete lack of bass the really like hollow punchy unheavy drums like everything about the production yeah. is bad but if we want to single out the guitars cuz that's what this is about they are about they they, they do sound bad I, just, I guess <laughs> it's really hard though because it's hard to separate cuz the snare sound I think is um it's almost like the snare sound basically defines whether or not a metal record's going to sound any good. If you put a bad snare sound on it, it, it doomed. Saint Anger. Um, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that Saint Anger snare's fucking awful. Um, they had like five well, years and, to work and on that of, too. We saw a documentary about of, it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, we'll, we'll get into that one day. And there's loads of ways to get this right. It's not like there's one metal snare sound. If you don't use this, it's fucking wrong. There's loads. And... But there's loads of wrong ones, and, pe- and Metallica are like, oh, they're just fucking working our way through them. <laughs> so it seems to start there. The drums, the drums sound shitty, and then there's no bass. Uh, and even if you hear the, the weird YouTube version where they've applied a bass to it, the record does sound a bit better, but um, it's never going to fix the fact that the songs are terrible. But it's, it's, it sounds a little bit better, but it's still not correct, because, again, it's like you can't just change one thing in a record and then the record sounds right, usually. If you change how the bass sounds, then it's like, oh, well, we have to remix the guitars, and now the guitars are occupying frequencies of the drums. We have to, you have to kind of, it's a jigsaw puzzle. You can't just, mm-hmm. like, pull out one, one piece, you know. Um, but, yeah, this 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 sounds terrible, but it's like, yeah, the guitars sound terrible. Of course they do. Everything on this record sounds terrible. 
<laughs> yeah, but this is this is the first w- one. I mean, I I, I don't want to get into the the numbers aspect of it, but seven almost <laughs> seems too low for how bad this, this the guitars <laughs> of this album sound. But we we don't have to relitigate something from a year ago or two, <laughs> you know, like over over a year. ago. No, I think this is going to be more pass fail than actually uh, making making it. Yeah, judge so, of the order. But um, this is the first. Of you know, as we've gone through, where I was like, "Yep, <laughs> like, yep, sh- strongly, strongly agree." You know, sh- checks um. out. If <laughs> if yeah, I was talking to a band and they're like, "You know, what we want to sound like the guitars on Injustice for All." I'd be like, "Get out!" <laughs> like it's fucking. This is not. That's not what I'm into <laughs> at all. Yeah. Number seven: Bloodbath, Resurrection through Carnage. Uh, yeah. I mean. To me, this sounds uh, bourbon. You know, yeah. So to me, this sounds um, like any kind of death metal release from a certain year. Like I don't know. Like I did this strike you as being particularly bad sounding uh, well, comparatively? <laughs> no. Um, uh, this is um, so B- bloodbath. Do that. Um, HM two chainsaw, uh, sunlit studio, whatever you want to call it. Like the the entombed. Swedish death metal sound, but that that particular chainsaw sound. So, um, if you if you're not familiar with that or you don't like that, then you're going to be like, yeah, I hate I hate this and everything by Bloodbath and everything by a bunch of other bands. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, I, yeah, anything by I at the gates really and <laughs> entombed and of a ton of bands who are just like, we got this pedal that wasn't particularly successful <laughs> at what it wanted to do. Let's just turn all the knobs all the way up and fucking figure it and, out and weirdly I've, I've read and this may be, may be uh, not true but let's get into shit that may not be true anyway you put that through a solid state amp you put that through like a I don't know like a, a crappy PV amp turn it turn the game kind of up <laughs> and then you get this amazing sound like you get this this weird um, chainsaw sound uh, on this record on, on First Direction Through Carnage um, it's a little bit murky because there's lots of ways in which this can go wrong it's it's on the murkier side of, of the chainsaw sounds, if you if you check out um, and you should, uh, unblessing the purity, which is the uh, EP they did, that's probably the best sounding bloodbath thing I've I've heard, and that's like really good chainsaw guitars. I'm literally wearing a bloodbath T-shirt right now. On the back is the is this circuit diagram for the HM2. So. Incredible work on on, <laughs> on their part and or their graphic designer or whoever. Um, yeah, so I, uh, this is this is my the thing that I really like, and I don't think it should be on this list i think this is a particular guitar sound that if you're not into then like yeah, yeah. You're not into it. and i think that's part of it but Fair you enough. know you can point to amazing hall like well-known records that have this sound and be like the sound's bad because yeah like you said if you don't like that sound if you're just like i don't get i don't get it it's, yeah it's bad like you know um i'm not i don't love it all the time but there are definitely albums that for sure have it like you know and it, that i think are fucking rad um so yeah this one then it didn't stick out to me i didn't hear it there's a couple of things on this list where i heard it and i was like yeah i get i get it i get what you guys are talking about this is yeah sounds really bad let's move on yeah <laughs> uh oh god uh radiant eclipse by avenged sevenfold <laughs> Um, is this this was the f- is this their first record or the uh, their first breakout record? I think so. It's an early it's an early Avenged Sevenfold record. Disclaimer: I don't like Avenged Sevenfold, yeah, so it's this t- is the only one I've heard. <laughs> so yeah, you're gonna listen to two guys who don't like a band at all <laughs> talk about how 
I guess their guitar tone is also bad. Like, I don't... <laughs> so yeah, I think I think overall, uh, again, a lot of the comments that that um, Fluff was making was more around the sort of the weight of these guitars. Like, um, it comes at quite a lot. Like, there's there's not a lot of uh, force and weight and pressure and, and power to them, which generally means the low mids aren't aren't there. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I think that's what that means. That's that's how I interpret like heaviness of the guitar to be sort of in in that area and that's uh that's definitely true here the the, the lead the, the leads are all fizzy and that isn't that is a fucking metal zone sound that fizzy yeah like too much high end um and then the rhythm guitars sound all murky they, they don't have they don't cut through um so you, you uh, something is stopping the, the riffs from sounding really clean and articulated mm-hmm. um maybe it's the cymbal sound being in the way of the drum sound or oh sorry but being in the way of the um guitar sound because it's too trebly and gainy i don't know what it is but yeah it doesn't sound good <laughs> so. yeah yeah and again i without getting too in the weeds of production and the way production works this is kind of like mixing a mixing music is like it's this weird balancing act and if you have something mm. too low in the mix it becomes like murky and undefined. And if you have it too loud and it takes away from other things, so you can having guitars really loud can sack, can kind of pull away from the, the drums sound like they're in a cavern and not yeah. punching you. And so it's like this thing. <laughs> and so those are all decisions that people are making when they're trying to, most of the time, sometimes, you know, it shit is the source. Like if you just have a bad, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that with a particular band later on. But if you're the amp that you're using, you have it set in a way that sounds bad it'll probably sound yes. bad for the microphone, but the microphone matters and, and then how they choose to mix it. Um, I didn't think going back to these guitars, I, yeah, I didn't think these guitars sounded particularly good. They're very kind of, I think they're very compressed sounding to me too. There's oh, okay. like fine sound really small and like <laughs> fizzy, as you said. Um, and yeah, it, overall the kind of whole mix doesn't sound particularly heavy, but also the songs are bad. So I'm, you know, all I'm focusing <laughs> well, on or is like how I don't, as like how I don't like any part of it. <laughs> so that's that's a tough, that's a tough hang. Too. Yeah, for for quite a lot of these songs, I bothered. You know, we get the um, the song from the because he, he uh, we'll we'll link to this, but he he put out a Spotify playlist of an example songs from each record, mm-hmm. uh, or an example song from each record. So I if if it was a band I liked or really cared about or wanted to know more about i try and list other records by them or other songs on the same record and just get a, get a flow for mm-hmm. it didn't do that with eventually I fuck, I fucking hate them i just they're just absolutely what i don't like about metal it's that sort of five finger death punch kind of like uh, the, you, this kind of metal did you ever you know? watch that video by the way no <laughs> i need to need to see that apparently they've gone all anti-mask right <laughs> there was a lot happening in that video because it seems like they were taking shots at Mass and the elites and uh, the elites <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I think there's some Antifa stuff in there and it's a whole it's it's wow they they know their fan base then that's <laughs> it was kind of like it seemed like a 4chan fever dream like it, like when they wrote the script for the video it's fairly wild like they don't appear in it until maybe at the very <laughs> end when everyone's storming uh, storming the elites to get their freedom back or whatever it's it's <laughs> oh my god I, I just wish you know these Hollywood elites would give me my freedom back <laughs> <laughs> um <yeah. laughs> uh 
It's yeah. Oh, anyway, no, fuck those guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, so bad. Bad metal band makes bad choices. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Film at eleven. <laughs> um, moving on. Adrenalize by Deftones. Just a quick note. This was recorded before guitarist Dr. Stephen Carpenter published his anti-vax and flat earth research in the New England Journal of Deftones, so we do not address it. Yeah. These are yeah. some bad these are some bad sounding guitars. Like Do you think do you think bad? I think bad. I do think they're bad. Okay. Especially compared to like the next album isn't the heaviest sounding album, but the guitars sound way better. That's the album that has yeah. like My Own Summer and like, you know, Shop and Drive and stuff. It's like, it, it's way better. And then White Pony, the, the album they made after that is like a pretty heavy sounding album for the kind of music that they make. Like the guitars are like burly in that. And so this feels like, yeah, they're really like piercing and kind of mm-hmm. like, fizzy and there's like stuff going on but it's like kind of you kind of can't tell what he's playing sometimes it's kind of like a wave of of like white noise kind of stuff it's just it sounds weird and it doesn't sound like i think you would want it to sound i don't know (laughs) so these guys aren't aren't really my band i don't know a a few songs about them here and there i actually quite like this um just because it was weird like, uh, and I think that no, this is their debut album and uh, my notes said something like, would they just be another metal band if it wasn't for strange decisions like, like this? Like, it's almost as like that cocked wah sound that you get where it's mm-hmm. like the guitar has a very focused uh, set of frequencies that it's it's hitting and it actually sounds all weird and hollow and it doesn't sound brutal and heavy. And it, it maybe would sound better if it did, but they might sound really generic if... Yeah. If you, if you put like heavy guitars on this, I think putting weird guitars on this might have might have made them stand out a little bit. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I guess if you see them live and they fucking play whatever's on the on the engine number nine or whatever's on the first record, yeah. then you know you'll you'll get the the full experience. But I don't know. I I didn't hate it. Yeah. But it, it is super unusual. It really just stand out as being like these guitars are weird. So yeah, I I think I think part of this is you're you're you're. This is where I am probably judging them a little bit on like everything they've recorded after this sounds way better. Like it just like okay. the guitars just sound like better, even when they have weird choices or there's like weird tones or it's more shoegazy and kind of a wash. All of it's more successful than the production on this. And I don't know how much was this like, yeah, first album studio stuff and maybe them like just not having it. Um, or just making the choices or getting what they got. But it's, yeah, it's like, they sound better later. So I would agree that personally to me, I would agree that these guitars sound weird and I don't like them. Okay. Shots fired, Deftones. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell you to yeah, get better, but then you immediately did on like multiple higher selling albums. <laughs> so I think, you got, I think you learned your lesson. Crack the code. <laughs> Uh, moving on, number four, uh, Blessed Hell Ride by BLS. That's the Black Label Society. It's the secret biker gang that makes meth and fucking is run by Zach Wilde. And shitty guitar, like really weird looking guitars, I should say. I don't know if they're shitty, but where it's just like... They, d- they look like they would be shitty. There's half an SG and half a fucking uh, Flying V. You're like, no, no, bad. <laughs> Stop it. Look... He, he brought the thing into the world that he wanted to see. He's like, why is no one making this? 
he had the means. <laughs> Guitar is screaming, please kill me. <laughs> My life is pain. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, so, uh, pretty bad. I don't know. <laughs> These songs does are bad. Does it stand out as being? <laughs> does it stand out as being? Sorry, a shockingly bad guitar tone or anything like? I don't think so. Compa- compared to other Black Label records, I, I played a, cu- a couple of like bits of other songs. That's tough. I don't like Black Label Society at all, unfortunately. Um, it this didn't stand out as being like, oh my god, they they had it and lost it. It's like, yeah, that's kind of how he sounds. Like, he sounds better on the Aussie records. Yeah, I guess but... that's what we're holding them up against. Is like. No more tears sounds better, so they're just like, "Why don't Why don't you sound like that?" <laughs> and he's like, "No, why, I... why don't you track eight guitars, <laughs> make it make it sound like that?" Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, this sounded not great, but to be honest, they could have used this exact production, and if the songs were rad, or if I liked the songs, I yeah. I would I I don't know that it would struck me how like that sounds super bad. So, you know, it's another thing of like again, I don't like black label society. <laughs> so like that, I'm like that, I don't think that, the might be, that might be it. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I liked his work on, on Aussie and I liked his work on uh, Pride and Glory, his first like weird metal country band thing that he did, which has got banjos on and stuff. That's quite, that's kinda cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the problem with it um <laughs> it's really hard to separate well the production's like this and you're like yes but the songs are so bad that i don't want to listen to the production <laughs> well the product yeah i think the production stands out if you're not like because th- there's one coming up shortly where it never occurred to me that the production was weird and yeah that, that's that's <laughs> yeah, this is a weird one you know uh, but any, but before we get to that yeah <laughs> let's um was it in flames come clarity sorry in flames come clarity and any any thoughts on uh, this particular another Swedish death metal band? Yeah, they're really they're really hard on <laughs> HM2 <laughs> loving uh, Swedish death metal guys. Th- this is this isn't a chainsaw read. I mean, this 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 is more like um, yeah. uh, mess messer kind of yeah. heavy rather rather than ridiculous chainsaw. Um, it was uh, my memory of it is that uh, from listening to this because I was unfamiliar with this record. Um, it's kind of thin. I don't know. It's I don't know. Did it strike you as being particularly onerous? I mean, it, I thought it sounded okay. Like um, I, I kind of like Inflames, but I've not like absorbed every aspect of their back catalog yet. And again, I played this and a couple of other Inflames records back to back. And yeah, the other ones generally sound a bit heavier, but I don't think it's just down to the guitars. And I think sometimes when you make the guitars a little bit um, less heavy, other stuff can come out. Like you can hear that often the bass will come out a little bit more like that, uh, or. Um, other aspects of the music like they, they play around with synthesizers and stuff like that on on some of their records and that can sound better if you if your guitar isn't occupying all the fucking frequencies yeah. it's like when you when you're sitting at home um just playing guitar by yourself the tone that you dial in is like typically you turn the bass kind of high you just kind of scoop the mids a little bit and turn turn the um uh, turn the, the high frequencies up because it sounds great on your own and it's exactly the opposite of how you want your guitar to be in in the mix with other stuff where you kind of take the others down and boost the mids a bit because that's where your guitar lives unless you want your guitar to be stamping on the cymbals and stamping on the other things and not sounding like a band. So, I, I don't know. It feels like, yeah, they've they've mixed the guitar so it will so it will slot right into the into the production of the record and I think it sounds okay. You could maybe make it a bit heavier but it doesn't stand out as being shit. So 
Yeah, I think. Well, and I think that's um, if you haven't recorded or you haven't tried the mix stuff. That's the thing, I guess. That part of these kind of lists. That's you know, I think I've, we've been dancing around, or I kind of mentioned before, is the yeah, the idea that like you compromise every part a little bit to get a a hole that is like bigger than the sum of those parts and like yeah, and so yeah. like you know sometimes that means like on its own the bass like a bass might sound like real weird because it's like all low end and then like kind of a high distortion kind of thing and you're like what? when you hear it on your own you're on its own you're like that sounds terrible that's a fucking <laughs> terrible bass sound it sounds like fucking complete shit but it's like when it's with the guitars and the drums, it doesn't get in the way of the bass drum and it sounds heavy and it fills yeah. the whole thing out. And you're like, oh, that sounds good. It's because, <laughs> and so, you know, there's a the thing, there's a little bit of like the give and take there. And in that the way something is mixed is different than the way it sounds live or may have even sound, sounded in the room. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> one of the things, so uh, I think uh, this isn't a uh, fully a, um, record thing, but I remember uh, Digitech, I think it was Digitech came out with a like a Green Day distortion pedal. I don't know if you remember this, like a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, and they called it the yeah, and it was it, it was some, like some, it was their basically Marshall sound in a box, right? Yeah. So what they did was, and they called it the Dookie pedal just for clarity. They called it, and it had the Dookie artwork, and that's because that's Green Day's like either number one or number two most well-known album and so they called it that and i think it was on an anniversary of dookie so it made sense to do that sure and um but they didn't base it off of the way the album dookie sounded they got the two marshall amps that billy joel or billy joe used on um it'd be funny if it was billy joel um no <laughs> uh, billy joe used live around that time and i think still to this day he has two like marshall amps that he uses and one's more metallic right. and one's less metallic and they just analyzed the way those sounded and put made circuits for those two and a blend knob and that's what that distortion pedal is <laughs> and people heard it and they were like this doesn't sound like dookie and it's like yeah it's not going to sound like dookie because dookie is the guitar <laughs> you hear on dookie is the product of like microphones yeah. preamps compressors like mixing like the way it's mi the frequencies are mixed this is based off of the amps that were used which live are going to sound right. completely different those are two different things you have to separate that now they didn't do themselves any favors by calling it the dookie pedal and then being like yeah we analyzed these two marshals that are probably <laughs> have way more higher in or thinner slightly thinner sounding than the guitars ended up sounding on that album because you know mixing <laughs> yeah also calling it after an album is um you, you're going to upset people because your your guitar on its own isn't going to sound like the album like yeah. <laughs> that's that's not and if your guitar if you do have your guitar set up exactly how it would sound on the album in the absence of the album your guitar is going to sound weird <laughs> like it's gonna yes. it's because it's going to be missing a bunch of frequencies that get filled in by by other instruments yeah. so probably not the best naming thing in yeah, the world yeah. although so maybe, now I kind of want to get one. Yeah, now, <laughs> yeah. I mean, still a good idea for a pedal. But, like, yeah. Well, it, it's just, I, it, you know, it struck me again to kind of... That struck me as an indication of what people's complaining about it was, like, not looking at... Not realizing that, like, his, out, like, his guitar tone 
doesn't sound maybe like the album. And to be quite honest, none of the people like these mixes are may not be representative of the things that yeah. were in the room or how you'd hear them live or anything else. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what's next? What's next? Obviously, the next one, famously uh, badly produced, is uh, Ozzy Osbourne's Blizzard of Oz. I can't believe we didn't get to it soon. <laughs> what the actual fuck, man? <laughs> See, this, this is some bullshit. Like, here's, here's why I disagree with this. is because, um, one, this album and the guitars in this album sound like every other hard rock slash metal album of that decade. Like, yeah. It doesn't sound this is the, different at all to that. No, this is 1980. This is the, the end of the 70s. At best, it's going to sound like Van Halen. Like th- That's going to be the high watermark. <laughs> and kind of does, Like I guess. like you, you hear all this fucking fretboard heroics coming through. Like, yeah. And it's that thing of I, like... I don't get this. <laughs> yeah, and it's that thing of like... And, and maybe this is where... We're, uh, maybe I'm grading it on a curve for two reasons. One... I don't remember a time that I haven't heard songs off of this. Like I like le- yeah. legitimately <laughs> don't remember a time I haven't heard like Crazy Train or <laughs> Mr. Crawley or whatever. Like fucking <laughs> nonsense sure. on that album. So one that two- <laughs> no no bone movies <laughs> things like that. Uh, <laughs> two, it, it sounds like everything else from that time period. And the songs are like, there's a lot of good songs on this album. And the production sounds right for the songs. Like I I had to like force myself to concentrate on the guitars to even hear the stuff that they were sort of talking about. And if I have to like really think about it, like I don't have to think about how Injustice for All sounds like shit. Like that (laughs) just jumps out the speakers at me. Like the fact, if I have to like, sit there and try to really focus on whether or not a guitar sounds bad in a record, I feel like that's, you know. It's probably fine. It's probably good <laughs> it's enough. Like, you know, does just like, a good enough job, yeah. I, I, again, I think it, is, it seems to be the same the same series of complaints, which is, oh, the guitar isn't heavy, or doesn't, it's not occupying that bass space. No, and you can, in this case, you can really hear the bass come through, and the bass sounds great. Like, at the beginning of the, on, on Crazy Train, where it makes those ridiculous notes, <laughs> like, it's just that, that three-note run, and it's like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I hope the rest of the song's as good as this. And, and it fucking is. Um, so, yeah, you, you can hear, um, it's not as crowded. Like, you, it's like he's, he's done one, maybe two tracks of guitars on, on it, and it it's really clear. <laughs> like, I like it. Yeah, yeah, and I just think... Um and I think, you know, we, we've talked about some albums that um, seem to be outliers production-wise, like Injustice for All, or yeah, or probably like the first Deftones album. It wasn't like a, that isn't a sound or a mixing kind of strategy that was foisted on them because of like the genre they were in. It seems like it just kind of happened <laughs> somehow. Um, right. You know, I think um, this is like how you like really feels like how you would mix an album like this in order for people to listen to it. Like it does, you know what I mean? Like they could have been, they could have really like stepped out and like made bold decisions, I guess, but they didn't need to. And the fact that these are still like songs that you hear on the radio and people are like fucking want to go see Ozzy so he can fucking play some of these songs is like, you know, I think a testament to like the album (laughs) And so to be like Randy Rhodes, you really shit the bed. Is seems like more of a, like a hot take to me than anything else. But you know, 
and then when I Googled this to try and find out more about it, um, I wanted to see like what, what was used in all these different things, but I couldn't get a ton of information about that. But there was, yeah, there was long threads and guitar, uh, guitar boards going like, yeah, this is a, this topic's been done to death. Every, everyone hates the production on Blizzard of Oz. I'm like, really? <laughs> this is, this was genuinely surprising to me because I think it sounds great. It doesn't even sound particularly dated. It sounds kind of of its time in the sense of like the first Iron Maiden album sounds like of its time. It doesn't sound like, oh, you'd never, never make a record that sounds like that now. Yeah, you, you, you could do that. The first Black Sabbath record sounds dated because it's like there's not enough technology to make it sound the way it's supposed to sound. Yeah. <laughs> like it's supposed to be heavier than that. And But like every all the um, like Maiden and Slayer where you take a Marshall and you turn it up really loud and you record that and capture it as best you can. That sounds great. You know, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you have a good enough studio, that, that sounds really good. And if when Venom do it, it sounds really terrible and murky and fucking black metal-y, but that has its own charms. Um, but no, this this Blizzard was a ton of money spent on presumably like capturing martial sounds. Uh, or um, yeah, I think I think he was I think he was Marshall's uh, being pushed by I think an MXR Distortion Plus. I think was he did he was one of the early purveyors of like overdrive pedal into already sort of distorted amp yeah to get you know to get crushed it's that sort of sound even if it's not exactly that then that's 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 what you would do if you were trying to get it yeah start there um no i i I don't get it i like this record a lot i don't think it sounds fine and i don't think it's just nostalgia i think it's like yeah that's that sounds good (laughs) yeah totally because like like why like why wouldn't you like shit on like uh bark at the moon isn't that a significantly worse sounding album? <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's because I no one cares be, about that have dude. The charm, because <laughs> like, because the songs aren't as good, it might just be like, who who cares how this sounds? Like, We're, I mean, I don't think I don't think song quality was what has. I mean, I, I think most of this list isn't based off of quality of songs. <laughs> like, no, you know it, I mean? it absolutely isn't. I, I, it feels, like, it almost feels like this is a deliberate kind of provocative and wrong answer you know oh i think so but yeah <laughs> all right last one number one the worst sounding metal album as, as far as the guitar tones are concerned is it injustice for all uh, again wait is it <laughs> is it death magnetic <laughs> justice for all remastered is it uh is it saint anger could it be saint anger i don't know the guitars are slightly better on saint anger than on deaf deaf magnetic they took a step back to like some piercing ass guitars um is it re- actually reload sounds good you know their 90s period of metallica actually sounds pretty good it does it, it's <laughs> the um the songs aren't very good is the problem no so that's why no but, one no one cared about but you can't it. fault the production fine. like it's produced no, it's, within it's, an it's, inch of its life and so you're like i guess this is good like so it's Bob Bob Rock did obviously the Black Album and uh, I think he did Load and Reload. Yep. I don't know if he did Saint Anger. I'd be surprised if he did. He, no, he totally. Like, I'm ready for surprised. Um, <laughs> yeah, didn't he? Because like, isn't that all? Uh, Saint Anger is like some kind of monster. Oh, he plays bass on Saint Anger, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to decide whether or not he wants to be the bass player for Metallica. Somehow that was a choice for like. <laughs> somehow he was like, I don't know if I could do it, and it's like. I, I don't know if that was open to him. We gotta watch that fucking movie again. <laughs> but it's, I think there's like I think there's there's like interviews where he's in that movie where he's just like, but I don't know, I don't know, you know, I don't know if I could do it or whatever. And then cue montage of like 
Pepper playing bass. On does it, does Dave Mustaine uh, audition to play bass in Metallica? I can't remember. And I, no, I wouldn't be entirely surprised if that's exactly what happens in that movie because there was crazy stuff happening in that fucking movie. Uh, it's one of the best. It's one of the best that's ever done it when it comes to rock documentaries. <laughs> the number one worst worst sound the guitar album. Uh, you you've probably already worked this out. Uh, you've probably already worked out what the band is, but it, it's uh, the Cowboys from Hell by Pantera, famously horrible sounding guitars. <laughs> so. I mean, the tricky thing with this is what terrible sounding Pantera album did you, would you want to put in here? Because <laughs> I mean, like they all they all sound like this. Like the well, I c- can't really speak to the glam period. I know that's the main thing that people want to talk about, but uh, Cowboys from Hell onwards, uh, they definitely have that. Um, the weird 90s groove metal kind of sound uh, in which you have a guitar with no mids no reverb <laughs> like uh, no valves it's all fucking yeah. <laughs> like yeah cheap ass transistors <laughs> like, him and fucking greg in from black flag are just like i don't know tubes man <laughs> fuck that i'm all about the solid state no one else has ever said that I, other than people who play like rolling jazz choruses you know <laughs> like yeah. other than that it's like no no guitar player's ever been like as a strong proponent of of solid state and especially solid state high gain like having a randall that's like no tubes all solid state no mids <laughs> maximum fizz it's uh, it's such a terrible guitar sound and live it's even well, worse this is a band that like live his his Somehow they cleaned up his tone in the studio compared to like what it sounds like live. It's fucking bananas. So, I I like these records. Um, his guitar sound is horrible, but overall, I think it works for their music. Right? I think having no mids <laughs> like works really well. Deep. I guess that's the only level of defense I can give it. Is no, it's like, fine. I also like his his um his solos sound really good, and uh they they, they I think they put a tiny bit of reverb on when he does the solo. <laughs> like yeah, he might it. he might that's put a little slap back on there or something, but yeah, most of the time bone dry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, just... and you can hear his uh, you can hear the solos really clearly, which is which is good, and he's obviously a really amazing guitarist. So there's that. Um, but it's I, I mean I just wonder what it would sound like if it was played through a mess or a marshal yeah or just had some it was warm and it had some definite <laughs> like yeah there's a lot of things that could have happened to make it a better this is definitely a, a guitar on its own that sounds horrible but in the mix I I think works but it, it does hop out at you, I think. I, I still think, like, even the Pantera bit. songs <laughs> that I like where it's like, you know, where it's like I'm broken or fucking walk or whatever. I still, in the back of my mind, I'm like, that tone, no. Like, I, I'm aware of it, you know, that it's, it's like... It's a little ice picky, isn't it? I'm like, <laughs> like when you when you think about the riffs, it's like, oh, if it just didn't have that high end just right right in my brain it'd just be a little bit nicer if it, if it was just not stabbing me there quite so much it's fun yeah. it's funny where you hear uh the the chat board you know or the message board comments it's like oh how can you use a, a distortion pedal they're so high end and ice picky and shitty you gotta have real amp tone like dime bag and it's like wait, wait what are we talking about like 
Like, you could convince me that he was using, like, an Ibanez mega, like, super metal pedal directly into, like, a fucking solid state PV bandit. And I would have been like, yeah, that seems about right. Seems like, seems like the tone that he was going for. I know he worked with yeah. Randall to develop that specific <laughs> shitty tone. Like, that's, like, his signature thing. <laughs> He might have had really specific I, I just, hearing damage or something that led to that <laughs> being a thing. It's, it's bad. It's bad tone. It is. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 indefensible. Uh, he there's some good weird noises uh, on that, like that weird um, at the beginning of Cowboys from Hell was that strange repeating mm-hmm. um, chugging riff thing. That sounds cool. Um, and his his. Squeal things where you, you he'd like pinch and then dive dive on the the, uh, the note that that sounds that sounds cool. He was a very inventive guitar player. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I'm not taking anything away from him as 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 a as a guitar player. As in, like he he brought some things onto the table technique wise that are really cool. I just damn you know <laughs> like oh I, man when he. He guests on on other other records sometimes. There's an Anthrax record where he plays two or three leads on it, and when it comes out, it's not just oh yeah, it's his playing. It's like oh my god, it's the fucking that guitar's back. <laughs> like, it sounds like it's recorded just on a different tape in a different studio, and then they've just plastered that on again. Yeah, hopefully this will work. It doesn't straight like <laughs> it, it jumps right out of you. Like oh, guess who's on this fucking right? Don't he, you know you could not say, and we'd know. <laughs> Everyone would know. Yeah, it's, it's, he doesn't need credits. <laughs> like it's like Eddie Van Halen doing the the beat it fucking solo. It's like no, we yeah. got it. We like we understand specifically or, or, that. Oh, Christopher Walken being in a movie. He doesn't need to. <laughs> you could just he could just like <laughs> cameo, and then he'd be like, "Was Christopher Walken in that?" Yes, he fucking was. <laughs> like. <laughs> so yeah so this is one of the four that i agree with i guess <laughs> in conclusion <laughs> yeah we had strong feelings about this one i will say that, yeah that's it that's it those are the those are the top 10 uh worst worst sounding uh records unless you out there in 5150 i'm no different girl i can make you feel okay at gmail.com yeah I, um, I will say one of the things i did like about this list though um was for the most part, I think I mentioned this to you like online, but maybe it's because it was like um, crowdsourced. And mm. while there's some hot takes on there, these are all like major label or bigger independent label like bands, like albums. So right. yeah, I think it's a good thing to talk about because like. You know, I can point to a lot of uh, albums or EPs that have bad guitar sounds, like legitimately bad guitar sounds, but most of those were, like, by bands that couldn't afford to do better. Like, they, like, recorded on a four-track, or they were, like, cut live in a studio. Yeah. These all feel like they were choices rather than... Or limitations limitations brought about by time rather than um, kind of... No, we, we, we couldn't afford to make Adrenalize sound like... An amazing record. No, it sounds like they no, they, they knew what they were doing, or at least they they were trying something. Yeah, and mixed results. <laughs> you know what album I was surprised didn't make it on here? Um, the first Danzig album. Oh yeah, and this may be more of a production thing, but you want to talk about 
a not heavy sounding album. His <laughs> guitars are super fucking low in the mix and like very wimpy sounding for like some riffs that could have been real like sludgy and cool. It's that first dancing album. Like it sounds mm-hmm. like the vo- I mean, you know, the vocals are very high in the mix, but the guitars are so like lifeless and weird. I don't know if you've listened to Twisted Cane recently, but it's <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It, it it doesn't sound right. Yeah, <laughs> that was one that stuck out to me as like being. About, I don't know if there's any that you would have you you thought about as we were as this. Not especially. I couldn't think of any that were um again super badly produced. Obviously, like stuff like the Mountain Goats, which not really not strictly a metal band. Uh, but yeah, it sounds dreadful because it's recorded on on you know Ghetto Blaster, just <laughs> like in, in a bedroom, and yeah. you know that's again part of its charm. Um, yeah, yeah, you I, could I, generally generally metal albums are its production isn't usually what's wrong with them. It's they're massively under creative or they're you know well you know like scum dull. scum doesn't sound very good, right? Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, you know like but that was again a case of like not people not knowing how to record that and recorded it on the cheap and then you know so it would be unfair i mean i i just said it doesn't sound very good but it's like it would be unfair to p- single it out on a list to be like hey these guys who couldn't find a studio who even could fathom how to like record this stuff did and it was so it didn't end up like and didn't have any money like yeah. to record it <laughs> and it didn't turn out very well it's like no shit <laughs> like yeah um I guess there's there's um, uh, Norwegian black metal records that are deliberately made with that with that sort of production that is off-putting and upsetting. Um, but I'm not a big enough fan to be able to go, yeah, the first Dark Throne record. I don't know. Maybe that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's well, and that's I thought that was weird. That that seemed like it would have been the low-hanging fruit to like mm. pick for this, which was just like, yeah, this is like, yeah, this is like. Marduk record or what, like, or whatever, you know, it's like, or <laughs> Mayhem's mini LP, like, or, you know, it's like, got this brittle, like, completely <laughs> not heavy, this weird sounding guitar, and it's like, yeah, no I, that was what, what the thing I love about, most about black metal is like, it looks like it's going to be the heaviest, scariest fucking thing in the world, and it, it isn't, like, it just sounds really, it generally sounds really wimpy because they've, recorded it in such a scary way man that you you can't even hear the guitars it's like well that's it's awesome we we made this movie and it's so dark nothing happens and it's just a black screen for two hours it's like yeah like, which project's a bit scarier than that yeah it's the uh yeah the tremolo pick minor chords through <laughs> yeah. all high end and it's like it sounds crazy but it's what it, yeah what is it um and they they left some reverb on the drums as well. Generally, that the drums sound just a buzz of <laughs> mess. Like you go, yeah, like like uh, that uh, the Mayhem album that everyone knows. Like the blast beats are like a wash, and then every <laughs> once in a while there's like a tom fill, and those toms like really stand out. <laughs> That's right. Like, the tom- <laughs> I, think it's, it's, I think it's Freezing Moon, uh, and it has the, the, it has these tom fills, uh, like and that, it's, it's like, they are the loudest thing on the record. <laughs> Like if you if you hold the record up, hold the vinyl up, you can see where they are. Yeah, um, huge echoing, fucking <laughs> enormous drums. <laughs> like, like yeah, fucking oil drums a mile long that they're beating <laughs> on. Just yeah. So, um, um, 
Venom, the first Venom album, I think that sounds fucking terrible. Like uh, it does. But again, it's more. It, that's more um, time and technology not being available and money, I guess as well. But like, yeah, that one feels like money to me. Like they came in, and <laughs> t- I think it's money and it's people in the studio not knowing what the fucking do, and they're just like yeah. distortion on everything, and then they like play. They're like vaguely kiss sounding riffs but there's distortion <laughs> on everything and they're singing about angel dust or whatever and then like uh, the engineer must have just thrown his i'm gonna say his his hands up and was like i guess this is what we're recording now and his like big oily man hands up in the air. and uh and and then you just get yeah this, and it just sounds like that and you're like i guess this is what it fucking sounds like now you know? <laughs> um because most things, the default was just to make everything sound smaller. Was like, you know, generally what you got on like a lot of, you know, you listen to like early like Judas Priest and stuff like that. It just doesn't mm, sound yeah. very heavy at all. You know, it's too clean. It's like doesn't. It's just there's thin and this doesn't sound. It, it's but then they just harder harder to capture that rather than necessarily a choice. Like it was yeah. just things weren't built to. I thought it was mics or fucking recording equipment or whatever it was, but um, like the amps existed, but they they didn't work in the studio, or at yeah. least they didn't sound the way that they that they did did live. Well, you have to think too that there's a point we're really going off the rails here, but there's a point oh, where sure. like <laughs> you know the Who put out a single that had feedback on it, like actual feedback in the middle of it. There's a break where it's hitting some chords and it fed back and the drums are doing crazy stuff and they're like this sounds awesome and then the record plant like just kept calling them up and be like i think there's a problem with the things that you sent us and they're like what what's the problem and it's like in the middle of it there's like some crazy like high noise and stuff so are you going to give us like a different like a you're going to correct that and give it back to us and they're like no that's we want that to sound in there there's a lot of like are you sure are you sure you want it to like so it's just people. I think I'm sure engineers were like, "Can you do these less?" Just, like you know, they would go in with their like high watts turned up to eleven and be like, "Can you just like turn that down? It's distorting too much. You got to clean it up. Like we can't record yeah. this." Like, and it's like you could have recorded it, but you chose to not record it oh, because at the time, I think maybe it was education. Yeah. Then just engineers being like, "Now we're trained to capture these sounds, <laughs> and the ones that you're making." that's not that's pushing it over the red so it'll sound dreadful so i'm not going to do that yeah <laughs> so, and you had some dudes who were like, yes all red but it's so yeah <laughs> um i don't know in conclusion i guess no conclusion uh yeah come on the so. podcast i think um <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's talk about 5150s <laughs> <laughs> i did play around with his um he has uh free vst plugins for um uh for your for your door and uh uh, he, he has um well, he has a free one of three that you can pay for. I was playing with a free one, and uh, yeah, I went through a little a little how to record heavy guitar tutorial on YouTube, and it was it's generally like don't don't have the gain. You'd think you'd have the gain all the way up. Don't have the gain about halfway up. And again, like you think you'd have all bass and all treble to capture that fucking. But again, it's like you keep that somewhere around twelve, and then you turn up the mids a little bit, and it you do that for a bit and then it sounds okay this doesn't it's not the heaviest guitar i've ever heard and then you put put drums on it it's like oh yeah this actually sounds good this th- it works in the mix so. yeah or th- i mean it's it's a cliche but the classic one on the left speaker one on the right speaker doubled mm-hmm. up all the same sound all of a sudden it just is like it just, the whole thing just lifts Absolutely, up and yeah. it sounds rad <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna actually, I think I'm gonna like buy the full pack because I think the full pack has like a, I think it's like a, uh, it's his version of like the fifty one fifty three and I think like a sixty five oh five and a Friedman yeah. and something else and uh, I was listening to that stuff and I was like fairly inexpensive as these things go and i was like these sound fucking pretty good <laughs> i think I'm, yeah yeah so i'm looking for a 5150 alike and that's got two different versions for me to the fuck with so let's get in let's go to do this shit D- definite shout out to him on that that's some that's some good plugins you can get for your yeah uh, for your recording equipment so, it's it's it sounds great yeah so holler holler at your boys um when it comes <laughs> to that um yeah okay So you've already heard our first book club from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, three and a half years in the making, book club. Yeah. Oh, well, we're, we're slow readers, so um, we're going to follow follow this up. There's been um, there's been a couple of really good metal uh, biographies that come out this year. One of them was um, uh, one of them's Confess by Rob Halford, which Paul, you have to fucking get this book. It is amazing. Okay. <laughs> um, the the other one. Uh, the other big one is uh, it, Dave Mustaine, but it's not all about Dave Mustaine. It is all about Dave Mustaine, but it's just it's about one period of his life when he when he made just him on his own. He made uh, Rust in Peace, and and he done a book about it. Oh, this is this book is less spicy. <laughs> it's got some. It's, okay, it's muy caliente. It's really good. So this is yeah. So the stand by on the on the Rob Halford one, but we'll definitely. <laughs> We gotta do that, the. That might be for Christmas, but but man, this this is something that we should do soon. Though, the the Dave Mustaine one before the Dave Mustaine one, we should definitely do. I think that's I think that's the move. Um, I'm working on getting the audio book because I heard that it might be uh, read by the author, and that seems it it, it, it is read by the author. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I got. Chapter two. <laughs> getting the tones. I don't know. Um. Uh. So, we're de- oh, we're definitely doing. Oh, this. oh wait, I I can't wait to talk about this. <laughs> so, ev- so everyone out there in in fifty one fifty land, I want you to like find a way either uh, <laughs> getting on Audible slash through the library, um, either getting the audiobook or getting a physical copy of it. I maybe don't buy it, or you could buy if it. If you can do it in such a way that Dave Mustaine doesn't profit from this, then more power to you. Because better, he's, yeah, he's not a good man. <laughs> But we're definitely going to have an in-depth discussion about this book because as let you guys in, as Stephen was consuming it, I was just getting like <laughs> messages that were just quotes from the book. And it was hilarious. Like out of context, it's hilarious quotes. And it was no, great. E- even in context, th- these quotes will still hit you that hard. <laughs> and I was like, I got I to gotta get into this shit. And I, I think we need to share it. So the next book club, not quite sure when we're gonna do it yet but we'll we'll keep you posted on it um yeah we'll uh next 5150 book club rest in peace the making of whatever <laughs> blah 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 but dave mustaine and some people i'm assuming he didn't he wrote it with help but not by himself i, I think he did write it uh with help uh it, it's read by him and dave ellison <laughs> and a bunch of other people who uh, obviously um not nick menza because r.i.p and not marty friedman they have someone else reading marty friedman, bits, but it isn't marty friedman, marty friedman because book. of because of all the bad blood ah <laughs> oh, dude you've got to read this book it's so good 
<laughs> okay, so that's not next week's episode, but that is a future episode. We're giving you all time to read this book, get your thoughts together. We'll keep you posted yeah. as to when it's going to drop. Okay, what are we going to do? Coming up, coming up. I think I think the next episode is when is when we actually start this bracket nonsense uh, that we've been <laughs> hyping for the last last few episodes. Yeah, uh, this is this was your plan. Um, it's actually all been recorded uh, now. Uh, we, we've got it all locked down. It went really well. Um, but coming up for you guys in the future is is, is uh, four rounds of um, of bracketed uh, metal. And I, I believe we start with uh, parking lot metal. Yeah, parking lot metal meaning old school heavy metal that you would listen to in a Camaro in in a parking lot of a stadium while you're drinking beers, um, smoking doobies, eating hot dogs, waiting for the concert to start. That's the kind of shit that we're talking about. So on some yeah. real like old 70s <laughs> metal shit. So we're going to get down to that. That's We're going to cook that down to the essence, find what is the best song to represent that bracket, and then we'll move on in future weeks to thrash metal, um, death metal and grindcore, and then groove, sludge, and doom metal. And then once we have each each bracket's (laughs) representative, we're going to get it down to the greatest heavy metal song of all time based off of a very small pool of heavy metal songs that we can choose from. (laughs) Brackets are yeah. the best. <laughs> this uh, also, this is peak fifty-one fifty. If you like, uh, if you like men arguing about numbers, <laughs> if you like, it's going into it's like a good song, but is it the best song? <laughs> oh man, get ready to hear that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like, and it's also a lot of the inter- me throwing the internet under the bus. If I made a bad <laughs> choice of putting a song on a bracket, where I was like, I don't know, man. The internet said this is the best one. I don't know what to tell you, like. <laughs> some hard choices had to be made you know it's that kind of shit so yeah it's it's um (laughs) it's tremendous fun it's great so starting next week that'd be uh we're gonna get into it strap in peace